Hey, John, how's it going? It's... I'm hanging in there. Is it hanging in there? It's it's Saturday. I'm chilling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry this one's late, guys. Um, I was literally just too lazy to do it during the week. <laughs> uh, it was too nice out, and I could not make myself sit down and uh, play a visual novel and then sit in my closet for an hour to talk about it. Uh, so happy Saturday, uh, everybody. Entirely um, respectable. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, other than that, other than us being lazy, other than me being lazy, uh, what's new with you? Anything, anything funny going on? What's new with me? Mind? I, I went to the theaters and saw the Batman. How was it? I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a big DC person. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've never really cared for DC like at all. Except for the two times when I was maybe a little bit too young because it scared me. But I saw I saw the Dark Knight like opening week in theaters with, with my uncle. Damn. And th- then I also saw Dark Knight Rises a couple years later in theaters. Uh, That's the movie. The, the first Dark Knight... Uh, I, I think there should... I think I shouldn't have been in that theater. Uh, the Joker scared me. <laughs> Heath Ledger, very very good actor, very scary to a child. I did not, I did not enjoy the Joker upon first watch. <laughs> uh, but that's that's mostly been like my main DC exposure, except for one time I was like absolutely fried, and I saw Aquaman in theaters, and I don't remember anything about it. Uh, yeah, I'm Just not mesmerized I, by Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, my main appeal with the Batman is uh, Robert Pattinson, pretty much. I, I, I'm I a big Twilight head. <laughs> uh, little known fact, I greatly enjoy the first Twilight movie to, to a degree that I don't think normal people should. I don't think I've ever learned this about you. That's incredible. I love the first Twilight movie. I... I I think it is probably one of the best. Would it classify as an indie film? The first movie was like really low budget, and I don't think a lot of people had a lot of stakes in it. But then it blew I, up. I don't know if I. I don't think I have enough of a horse in this race to stop you from calling Twilight an indie film. So you know what, you can sure. go ahead. Uh, it's it's great. I love it. I love the baseball scene in particular. But there's a lot of things in that movie. Uh, it's just quirky. It's 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 a funny little movie, and when I I I also saw that movie in theaters, uh, and that made me get into the books, and I read the books. Uh, my aunt was super into the Twilight books, so she was the main driving factor of me getting into Twilight. But I I read all the books, and then I watched all the movies, and Robert Pattinson has been like a big crush. Slev crush for a long time. Uh, I'm normal. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like after learning this about you, I can never claim to be like an RPAT stan. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I just can't lay claim to that anymore. Holy shit! I love him. I think he's great. Uh, but I so I I went into the Batman uh, as a Robert Pattinson fan, and I came out as a the Batman Riddler fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I I loved the Riddler in in that movie so much, 
I, I can't even I can't even put it into words. They keep keep spoilers light because I do I, I have not seen it yet. And I do want to see it. Yeah. Uh, the the main thing is that the Riddler is like heavily inspired by like, uh, the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. But he's also heavily inspired by like insane people who are online. And there's a scene in the movie like there's a scene towards the end that like made me like bust out laughing. Uh, everyone who's seen it knows what I'm talking about, but it's like the most online villain of all time, and I, I can't stop thinking about him. They, they did things to that character. I can't even. I can't put it into words. I love it. It's good. Good movie. I, I eagerly, I, I, I eagerly await my opportunity to see this movie. Um, yeah, I, I want to see it too. Like I am, I was. I'm. I can't say I've ever been a Twilight fan. Um, but. I did really enjoy uh, Robert Pattinson's performance in The Lighthouse and in Good Time. I haven't seen those. Um, <laughs> they're they're both very good movies. Um, I have to like The Lighthouse is like an unconditional recommend for me. Yeah, um, I love that movie. I think it's really really good. Uh, I think if you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself to see it. Uh, if like if it looks like it would remotely be anything that you would be interested in, like this goes out to anybody, like. Uh, it's kind of a movie where, like, if you, you'll know you'll like it if you see it, but even if you don't know if you like it, like, I would recommend giving it a chance, because it's, it's pretty fucking wild. Um, Willem Dafoe, uh, and Robert Pattinson just stranded on a, uh, on a, on a, on like a rock for months, going insane. A lot of jacking off in it, a lot of cum. Let's of go. Let's go. Uh, great, great film. Um, Good Time also is quite good. Uh, that's kind of like. That movie is, I don't, uh, you've seen Uncut Gems, right? I have. It's the same directors. It's the Safdies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a very similar movie in a lot of ways to Uncut Gems. I would say it's worth giving a watch. I don't like it as much as Uncut Gems, um, but our Pat, he's a pretty good, he, he, he does a pretty good uh, leading character. Uh, he plays a good, uh, just all around piece of shit scumbag in that movie. Um, yeah. So uh, that's another recommend if you have any interest in uh Arpat being like this weird scuzzy douchebag uh who robs banks and chats up underage girls. Yeah. See so, yeah. See so, yeah, great movie. Um let me yeah. Uh Arpat. We love him. Uh if the long shot Arpat, Robert, <laughs> if you're listening, come on the show. We'd love to have you. Oh, uh, let me think. What's going on? What's what else been going on? Oh, um, holy shit. Uh, have you been keeping track of the new Final Fantasy that just came out? I, 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 I have. <laughs> I haven't played it, it. I really want to play it. I also, like, I have too many videos I play right now, but I want to play that game so fucking bad. It looks so good. Um, I, I feel, I, I, I bring it up because, like, I feel like, we're uh, memes aside. Um, I feel like there's a bit of a cultural shift going on, uh, just because uh, there's literally no way that Metal Gear Rising becoming a meme again, like t- nine years later, has nothing to do with Stranger of Paradise, right? Yeah. And whatever's going on, I am eager for it. Yeah, it, it's it's probably for the better. Whatever's happening, <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, the the. Uh, the um, Metal Gear Rise becoming meme again has like fucked me up so bad. I spent a lot of time this week thinking about how that game is like nine years old. 
Uh, and like, it's just a meme again now, but it's not a meme because everyone's playing it. And that makes me a little bit upset. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what a... It, We'll, we'll Metal Gear Rise. We'll we'll get to Metal Gear eventually. We promise. We'll we'll get there. No, we won't. It's been a long no, time, we worse, but it'll get. No, there. we won't. No, but Metal Gear Rising is like legitimately. Like, I think like Metal Gear Rising deserves uh, an examination, uh, a, a more honest examination than I think maybe any video game from its time. Um, the only thing I'm really concerned about with uh with Stranger of Paradise is that like. We we are making a lot of memes about it being the next Metal Gear Rising, um, but like Metal Gear Rising is fucking genius. Yeah, uh, and it has a lot to live up to. Is all I'm saying. Um, I just want to talk about how Metal Gear Rising is genius. Um, but uh, I'm not I'm not going to do that because uh, that that would take too long. Yeah, I would play it in a minute. But yeah, I just want to shout that out. Um, because that's another uh. It's just been everywhere. Like I, I haven't been able to scroll on Twitter without seeing like a Jetstream Sam video, which is takes me back, uh, fucking good times. But um, another everybody, please just go play Metal Gear Rising. I promise you, it's worth playing. It stop just looking at the Twitter clips and being like that game looks crazy. It's everybody's crazy as it looks. I promise, go play it. All right. Hell yes. Um, let's see. Um. Do you want to talk about Hive Swap today? Do I? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I think that uh, I think that I'm a executive decision my way into our reading discussion for today. Um. So it was it was ladies' night uh, here at the uh, HP reading. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So we had today uh a lot of pronunciations to get wrong mm-hmm. um yep ramil that's Ramile? that that's Ramile? that's that's how i say it i say ramil okay uh conal conal i think it, uh, i think most people say conal conal like a shape yeah okay uh tizius um not too bad and uh chixie yeah chixie yeah all right, so so we we got we got some we got some characters to go over today. Um, I have I've already lost track of what number uh, we are on. Uh, I think these were volume seven and eight. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that we were pretty loaded on good content today. Um, I'll agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna kick us off uh, to our first new Vriska like uh, Ramil. Um. Uh, Ramil, uh, uh, the 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 dis- the succinct description I have of her is that she is a deeply passionate, uh, deeply cynical, deeply cynical, extremely motivated artist. Yeah. Um, I, I think she's best summed up in her own quote, which is, uh, "Artistic integrity is for chumps." In this reading, she's great. Um, I love her. Uh, the setup for this route is that you run into her, uh, you, you find an art show that she is putting on, um, for, uh, what seems to be mostly a patronage of, uh, Purple Bloods and the like. And, uh, she, she immediately spots you at her show as a, as a, uh, as an outsider and, uh, starts some conversation. And you kind of get to learn about, like, her motivation, 
on the first thing she brings up is like, yeah, all this shit that, you, that I'm displaying here, uh, I just do this for money. Uh, the purple blood, the high bloods, they just eat it up. Uh, they don't care as long as I throw enough uh, religious and uh, violent imagery their way. Um, there's a lot of, she makes a, like, she, what is she? She references um, uh, a patron she has who, like, she upcharges him, like, five times what uh, he could possibly be paying for because he's a high blood and all he wants her to draw are, like, is, like, low blood. Uh, I don't know if it's implied to be erotic art, but low blood uh, <laughs> shipping art. Um, like, she, she's, uh, she, she, it takes very little for her to bear her heart to you about um, the business, like, her art is a business. Yeah. Uh, it's very entertaining. Um... During the show, you are confronted by a journalist. Uh, the The funny thing is this uh, character's initial name is Journo on the text box. And for a minute, I wasn't sure if that was supposed to just be, like, <laughs> slang or a name. Uh, it could possibly be both. Uh, but uh, she is confronted by a journalist inquiring about uh, a recent plagiarism controversy she's involved in. Um, her response to this is that, uh, they're just mad that her take on it was better than the source material, which is very funny. Um, we get a little bit of background into, like, her feuds with, uh, media companies and that pesta Gorgels. Um, but eventually she decides that the journalist was sent by the museum across the street, uh, to sabotage her, uh, given that she probably set her art show up there just as a statement or to uh, incur controversy of being so close to that museum. Yeah. Um, as revenge, she enlists you as her accomplice to do a little bit of theft. We do, we do, we do a little bit of art thievery. Let's go. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the two, the two uh, ways this can branch off here, the, the early bad end uh, is when you decide to enter with violence um, and it just, uh, it, it goes well, uh, but you are not of much assistance, uh, and you just kind of stand there and watch as she talks her way out when the guards show up, um, which leads to some very, uh, what do we call it? Very vivid, uh, characterization for her, uh, but ultimately as in you getting ditched because you didn't do shit. Yeah. Uh, the other path, the correct, the good one is, uh, you run into, you decide to, um, sneak in, you run into the purple blood who you, whose apartment you broke into, during uh Polypa's route. Yeah. And uh it would have been a fight where Ramil pretends to ditch you and then comes back to save your life. Um and uh there's a she does a she does a little bit of murder, uh and you in in the in the wake of this you you quickly become friends. Um yeah, overall, uh this is this is really good. I enjoyed it. I Ramil is like a very Hard. She's clearly supposed to be very likable. Like, she's immediately very loyal to MSPA reader. Yeah. Like, the maneuver where she pretends to ditch you and then comes back and fucking murders the purple blood for you is like, it's it, it, it's just very clearly like you know she's supposed to be likable and it works. Yeah. Um. Did you did you see what the art piece was that she stole? Yes. Um. That yes, I did. Uh, it's like a reference to the poster for Sounds of the Lambs, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that supposed to be, like, a reference link that they picked that movie? I have no idea. Because, <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have. I um, haven't. I 
as somebody who has seen the movie, I struggled to connect it to anything that happens here. Um, although it's been a while since I saw it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a movie. Um, okay. It's I, a good one. Uh, the only, the only thing on the trivia page, well, the trivia section on the wiki page is, uh, the, okay, get my words. Uh, it says the painting she steals at the museum closely resembles a poster for the film, the silence of the lambs, which is also referenced by the achievement title silence of the clowns. Additionally, the hmm. figure depicted resembles a God tier Gamzee. Hmm. That's, uh, interesting. It's, it's just a reference for the sake of being a reference. <laughs> I guess so. That's like a really weird, that's a really weird movie to specifically reference though. Um, do you know much about that movie? Um, or like what it's about? I I made no references from it, but I can't place any right now. Yeah. Um. The, the Song of the Lambs is uh. It is a movie uh featuring a popular mythological murderer uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Um. It is not a film for children. Um. And it is certainly not a film I think of when I think of uh homes- whimsical homestuck adjacent adventure. <laughs> Uh, it's also notable for having a, one of the most discussed, uh, portrayals of, like, um, a negative portrayal of a queer character as a murderer. Uh, one of the killers in the movie is, uh, it's debated about whether or not the implication is that they're a trans woman, uh, but there's, like, a, a, is a serial killer who wears women's dresses and stuff. It's just a weird thing to reference. Okay, um, okay, yeah. In a, in, it, I don't know why they brought it. It's like everything notable about that movie just does not gel in my mind with whatever's going on here. So if anybody has an idea uh, about why they decided to specifically reference the poster for Sounds of the Lambs, um, uh, join our discord and let us know what your theory is. Cause I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it says early in, in the route that uh, a lot of her art reminds you of human movies and video games. Mm-hmm. So but like, there's so much easier, more lighthearted material to pick, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess it makes sense that like we're not always going to be uh, riffing on like troll, like thresh prints or whatever. <laughs> um, it just is like such a it, kind of a zero to one hundred in terms of shit to 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 throw in a random reference to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, this, we, we, uh, art theft, or, like, intellectual property theft is, is a persistent theme, is becoming a persistent theme, I'm noticing. Um, and we'll, there's more of that today, but, uh, this is, it, it, it we're, we're, we're doing the thing where it's like raising an issue where this is like the, an opposite perspective on it from somebody who's like totally cynical and doesn't view it as an issue at all. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, interesting that, uh, the, the, the characters who like we see be victims of art theft are like low bloods and Ramil is a cerulean blood. I don't know if there's like, I don't know if that's like pointed, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think she's a fun character and I like the, uh, her, her bluntness in terms of being like, yeah, like, I'm just gonna, you gotta get by. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. Uh, do Do you have any specific thoughts on Ramil? Any uh, anything you want to call out about her? Um, nothing really about her as a character or like what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. the the thing that I find most interesting about this route is that it's it's the first route that kind of I would say contradicts like an assumption that I think most people would be making about previous routes, and it's that the the good route for Ramil, the the ending of it directly references a bad route for a different character. Uh because the the purple blood that that she kills, uh the the whole breaking into the apartment sequence only happened in the bad route for Polipa. You're right. And I think that it's an it's an easy assumption to make that like the good routes would be the canon routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, mm. And I, I I think this is the first moment where the, the, the concept of canonicity is called into question in, 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 in the text. <laughs> it, it does shake it up a little bit. Uh, and there's, there's also more later on that shows that MSP reader like exists outside of, our perspective yeah so yeah things things are getting a little bit interesting here um yeah i guess put put a i guess uh we can put that in a in a pocket in the back of our brains yeah all right um but yeah besides that i i i enjoyed it it was neat mm-hmm. yeah uh a fun fun character out of 10 um was oh it trident media is that a reference to anything i I don't want to get too eagerly speculative, but like it, it, it's too juicy that there's just so much, uh, that this like copyright and like art theft and stuff just keeps coming up in this. Um... In, in 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 Hive Swap Friends, him the companion to the the most pained development development hell product of all time. I don't know if Trident Media is a direct reference to anything. I would be kind of surprised if it was, like, a direct reference, but, like, just because, you know, you don't want to get in trouble, but, like, ah, it, it, mm, it smells like drama, but whatever. I don't know, I felt like it was, like, a a, a Disney reference, because the trident is three-pronged, and Disney's logo has three circles. That works, I guess. It's, like, the of. closest thing I could come up with. That like made sense. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it matters that much, but yeah, it the yeah I I love the all of the stuff about like um copyright and shit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Um, Conal. Uh, this is a fun one. Um, Conal is kind of the uh big lovable murder machine trope. Uh, everyone's favorite. Um, you run, you first run into her, uh, she's hiding in a bush, um, so she's in olive blood, so it is established, I suppose, that she is in the business of murder, um, which we also rapidly find it to be true in her route, uh, but she's sitting in a bush and, like, shouting at passersby, um, whether they're her client or not. Uh, what, what, what's the name, what's the name that Skyla's using? It's, like, Country Girl 413 yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um just sitting in a bush asking people if they're country girl 413. Uh it's very funny. Um 
So yeah, uh, you run into her. It it becomes it becomes clear very quickly as Skyla arrives that uh she is involved in this, and what is going on is that uh having recovered uh lady, thank God, at least one good route is canon. Thank God. Um. Skylo wants, uh, is looking to, to put a hit out on the Lucis, uh, smugglers, apparently. So, uh, Conal is here to, to, to carry that out. Um, you are caught in the middle of this when it turns out that Skyla, uh, does not have money to pay for this. And you, uh, come up with the grand idea. Well, the two options here are, one, you say, I have friends, uh, which rapidly goes nowhere when you're asked to call your friends and you have no phone. Um, or you can say, uh, hey, you can keep whatever we find on the way. Like, they're loose as smugglers. They're bound to have something in their base. You can keep whatever um, collateral we obtain. Conal uh, is... She's uh, enticed by this idea, uh, and she's like, all right, I'll do it, uh, but I will. I'm going to pick you up and squeeze you and pop you like a grape if things don't pan out. It was great. Um, so she drags you along to this job. Uh, and this is where we introduce the... We, we get our first uh, breach with um, adults, with, like, adult trolls uh, in person. Dear God. Um, yeah, so there's a... An adult troll is featured in this, uh, in this chapter. Um, she's described as taller, uh, scarier looking with bigger claws. Like, very vague description... Um, I feel like it just, it just kind of like, she's scary looking. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty, uh, it seems to me like they definitely chose Conal as the character to do this with because Conal's thing is that she's just kind of fucking huge, um, and scary and the establishing, uh, even like a random, uh, unnamed adult, uh, troll, as something to be that even she's scared of, uh, kind of like lends weight to it. Yeah. Um, I question how well it really works in practice, but I think that's what they were going for. Um, so that's there. Uh, there's something. So I guess we know the the loosest smugglers who are about to all be murdered are working with adults off planet. So that's great. Um, then as part of your as part of the good ending, uh, you. You and Colonel stumble upon the break room full of this, uh, they have a break room in their warehouse, by the way, uh, the, these criminals, um, and just co a comical scene. And then, uh, she just murders them all. Uh, the MSP reader has a, some, some flavor of panic attack, uh, in the midst of all of the horrendous violence that she is gleefully partaking in. Uh, and she helps you, she, uh, she approaches you, you, th uh, MSP reader freaks out. Uh, but she guides you through your, the panic attack and everything as well. And it ends with you getting a phone from one of the murdered smugglers. Let's go! So it's all great. Um, yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, I think Conal's like a very... They're, 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 she's a very simple kind of character. She's yeah. big, dumb, uh, but very lovable and like caring. Absolutely. It's, it's a classic trope. It's, it's, it's old as time. Yeah, um, yeah, I uh, I laughed really hard at the first bad end where she tells you to call your friends and it's like the the exact moment where the the thing realizes the the game acknowledges, man, you don't have a phone, 
It's really good. We're getting really good. We got some really good bad endings here today. Um, yeah, I love that one. The The only thing about this reading that's, like, weird to me is that, like, Konal reads to me more like a dating sim character than, like, most... <laughs> she's, uh, she's more of a dating sim character than most of the yeah. so far. Yeah, she, um, she very is just, mo- just like, a trope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, I'm not, I, 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 I don't hate it, um, but, like, it is an unwelcome, like, snap back to reality when, like, the, they, they choose, they, they give, they choose, uh, to, in, in the middle of it, just go, like, hey, remember there are adults, uh, remember, implicitly, you're hanging out with a child, and then it's like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, uh, it's just kind of a little, it's, it, 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 we've talked about it, it gets, it's, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, yeah. it just, it's, it kind of feels like a case where it doesn't, like, it, I don't think it's supposed to be creepy, but it really feels like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too when it comes to designing characters. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like. Other than, other than that, I thought it was fun. It was good to see Skyla again. Um, and the it, it this felt more like it was trying to drive the plot than a lot of the other ones as well. Yeah. Um, because like you know it's like oh we have a phone now we can we we have a, we can communicate like we've dealt with that issue yeah. uh, that I guess was there. Um, there's like some 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 stuff going on. There's off work. There's like adults. Uh. So like it's, it's eh, yeah, it's, it feels like it gets the bum rolling a little bit. Yeah, I do think that the most interesting aspect of this one was the last bad end and like the implications of it, mm-hmm. uh, because you 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 get on the ship, the adult takes off, and then the ship like can't leave the planet, and you, right. you get and, and the. The reader is like, huh, this is exactly when I was flying by this planet, and then all of a sudden my rocket was ripped off course and drugged down to the planet. Hmm. And, and it's like, hmm, I wonder if something is keeping MSPA reader on this planet. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to, like... It, it, it can still be kind of hard sometimes, I think, to distinguish between meaningful plot drop versus, like, humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is a, that was a curious detail because like, uh, the, the bad end goes really far out of its way to like get you in that situation. Yeah. Um, cause the, the, the bad end choices, the, the bad and good end choices, like either you go into the, the adult, uh, trolls ship, uh, and look around it for no reason, or you go and you do the thing that you came here to do. Yeah. Um, and if you go on the ship, then that's kind of, it, it just kind of feels like an excuse to get you on that ship when it takes off. Yeah. And bring the detail up. But yeah. Um, cool, I guess. Yeah, I like Conal. Uh, I just kind of wish that there wasn't kind of... It, it feels like uh, there's a little bit of baggage going around here. I feel like she would be better in a, in a more focused uh, game. Like, this yeah. route has a lot of good ideas, but it just kind of feels... Uh, like it's trying to do a lot of different things at once, and it doesn't quite gel. Yeah. Um. Um. This a- another thing about this route. I I 
I had something pulled up when when we were when I was expecting us to record at our usual time, and then we didn't. Uh-huh. Hang on, I have to. I have to find it again. Oh no. <laughs> um. There we go. Uh, this route was very rapidly dated. Uh, when when I read it, really. Uh. Because there's a there's a line that the reader says where they're like, it's just like the kids say, big worm. And then immediately I was transported back to 2018 because it 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 reminded me of the meme format that it's referencing. <laughs> um, a worm? Uh yeah. Part part of it is that. I don't know if people remember this, but there was like a couple month long period where people were like, hey. The the phrases oh worm big mood and same hat are like strikingly similar. What if we like use these all interchangeably? And pe- <laughs> pe- people started saying big worm. Because <laughs> I, I found the the alignment chart and I was like, man, this really is 2018. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I I vividly do. <laughs> <laughs> big hat. Oh my god. Same worm. This is a really, yeah. Same worm. <laughs> big worm. Big worm. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I suppose. Oh, okay. Okay. You know when I when you said the one line of dialogue, I thought you were going to bring up the one where like the MSP reader calls her thick. That felt like it should have been. Let- that was the <laughs> line so far that it felt like it probably should have been cut from the final script if you wanted to have I- a part about adults. I was surprised that it didn't use two C's. I I was like, wow, they they didn't go all the way. I th- hmm. <laughs> I think that it is possible to use the word thick in a tasteful way, but not if you do the two C's. I think the two C's <laughs> is just like completely putting your cards on the table that you're like just like a horny yeah, animal that you need yeah. to be put down. <laughs> but yeah, that that was weird. Um but yeah, like I said, that, that definitely just gives, gives the impression that, like, they kind of want to have their cake and eat it, too. Sometimes we're like, we have this homestuck story, we have these homestuck characters, but also we have these characters we really wanted to be, like, dating sim characters, it yeah. feels like. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I guess my heart goes out to whoever designed uh, Conal uh, and then uh, couldn't make their dreams come true, I suppose. Yeah. Um, uh. One last tidbit about this route, and then I have all that I have to say. Uh, the the name Asdaja is dropped like a number of times. It is, uh, yeah. And if you if you ref- if you reference your your pre pre established troll call cards, you'll find that Asdaja is a is a gold blood, and mm-hmm. it, it's very easy to assume that the the olive blood and the gold blood that were referenced in the Polipa route are these two. <laughs> mm, okay. It's all coming together. We're taking the pins down. Ah. It's it, we're we're connecting the pins with red string. We're leaving the pins up. We're just connecting them. Okay. Okay. Alright. Alright, alright. That's cool. You you catch all these details that I am just too constantly distracted to pick up on. Uh and that's why really I'm great. here. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, let's see. Um, hmm. All right. 
So that uh, is Volume 7. Volume 8 um, has us spend some time with uh, first Tizius. Yes! My favorite! Tizius is great. I love Tizius. Is she your favorite? Uh, she's one of my favorites. She's really good, um, for sure. Uh, let's see. General, oh, my general note for Volume 8 is that um, the 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 intro where it says friendship in big yellow letters, uh, like starting to just give out is a really good bit. Yeah. Uh, really low energy, uh, friend intro for this one. A uh, huge fan, but yeah. Um, Tizius, uh, let's see. Tizius is, uh, is, is Tizius is kind of introduced as a, she's a, she's a frazzled law student. Um, easiest description, uh, possible. Uh, you, you run into her in a, uh, incredibly self-aware trophy situation where she's run out of her house and she's got all of her books and she falls over and eats shit on the pavement uh and you help you have to help you have to help her uh, pick all her stuff up to progress her story um yeah uh so we 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 learn quickly uh about this character one obviously she is extremely overworked and uh overstressed um so the, the 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 first thing we do okay the first thing we do in this reading, before we do anything else, is uh, racial profiling. Of course. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, uh, there's the, the unin- perhaps unintentional, perhaps extremely intentional comedy of our character basically uh, being like, oh shit, a lawyer blood. Extremely funny. <laughs> I mean. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's obviously intentional. Um, uh, I, I think that this is just continues the, the theme of sometimes like the, uh, the blood casts are played up way more for comedy when you get higher up. Yeah. Uh, or like really in the middle, even really just the, the, really just the lawyer bloods. I feel like they're getting a lot of, a lot of this shit. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Oh, uh, we know, uh, Tizius has already heard of us. Um, we will... We'll see. We'll see how that happened. Um, it's implied that we share a colleague. I wonder who it could be. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you the the, the choice comes uh, between the good and the bad endings is uh, whether you propose to either take the day off and just do something else for a while, just so she can recover. Just give her some space because clearly she's like just working herself to death. Um, or you can try to offer her, uh, you can offer to help her get her stuff in order and tackle her issues today. Um, the, the early bad end one I'll raise first. This is the one where you decide to, uh, to, to help her out. Um, when you're, when you pick up her papers, you miss, you lose one. Uh, she, you go to the, you go to the book hive, not the library, the book hive. And you run into Tagora. Uh, Gorgor, my beloved supreme. He's here. He's here. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, what's good?" Uh, and you 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 learn that they have a working relationship. Uh, and that they kind of hate each other. They there's a great little thing where they do a rude hand gesture and they say "perish" to each other at the same time. I love that. Um, but the bad end is the bad end because uh, as you sit down to study. Uh, you realize that that one piece of paper you lost was extremely important, uh, probably contained treasonous uh, material, 
and unfortunately, Tizius is probably slated to be called if it's ever found. So, uh, great job, buddy. Good, great, good shit. That's that's definitely a bad end. <laughs> yep. 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 So yeah, um, th- that's that's fun. Uh, the good end, uh, is when you propose to just take the day off and chill out for the day. Um, and it's at this point that we learned that MS Creator has a whole hideout, uh, that we were not privy to. Um, it's, a uh, it, it, it's like when you get in, it's when you see a new camera angle in a sitcom for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's a really good comparison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like a... It's just weird. It's 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 just like oh okay. I mean, I guess I I guess our our POV character has to exist in this world somehow. Um, but yeah, uh, you 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 chill out for a while, and you you get to learn a bit more about uh Tizius and like her role in the system as a legislator as a legislacerator. Uh, she talks about how like. Basically, the system is contrived and only exists to maximize suffering, uh, and it's just all performative and cruel, and she just feels really overwhelmed being forced to participate in or, in or die. Being forced to uphold it, even, and perpetuate it, or die. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, a, <laughs> that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. To, to have a discussion about and talk about and feel bad about. Um, we learn about her aspirations of like becoming a becoming a big shot and changing the system with, from within, which is what really seems to like motivate her, uh, and get get something from her out of her that isn't just like despair. Um, and let's see, she brings up she talks about uh the signless a little bit. Uh, we get a little bit of some lore we already know, which is already which is always fun. Uh, learning new stuff is fun, but hearing stuff we've already heard before is really where it's at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's I it's cool. I I like the flavor of the way that she brings up the the signless. Um, I feel like when we were told like all the stories of the signless in in Homestuck, the actual, like the way that it was integrated into society, like as popular mythology was kind of unclear. Like we just kind yeah. of like, we described the sufferers like troll Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's like, a not, that's clearly like not a sufficient comparison when it's like, uh, considered, uh, when it's like treasonous to know or talk about his existence. Um, so I think that that's an interesting dimension, but like she's an enough of like, this is like a nerd thing to know about or like a, uh, I don't know. I think it's good flavor. Yeah. Um, that it's like kind of a thing to talk about in hush tone. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was really interesting the way the summoner is talked about because yeah, when, when we learn about the summoner in, in Homestuck, it, it's very much a kind of in passing kind of thing, kind of in service of, uh, Mindfang. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the but the way Tizius talks about it is that like the the summoner's uprising was kind of on par with what the sufferer was doing and, mm-hmm. and should be talked about like in equal terms, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that's like a really good way to kind of um 
make to give another dimension to the lore of it is like it, the I, I would say my biggest criticism of all of the ancestors that exist in Homestuck is that they really feel like characters in a story who are all related to each other because the story ha- because it because all their ancestors like all their like uh, descendants are related to each other yeah um whereas the like bring up the summoner as like a, a a distinct historical point of like another revolutionary um that's like that that does way more to like i i think illustrate the history of alternia than um the the mytho- than like as mythology yeah not to say that like the mythology thing is like bad but it feels like a really good next step I yeah think, to take yeah. for it yeah it's very cool um and yeah uh the uh the uh what's it yeah the the the, the route kind of ends on like a a vague hopefulness of like um yeah shit is fucked around here but like maybe we can build a better tomorrow which is cute um it it's it's a it's a it's a nice it's a nice ending yeah um kind of i guess it it it's it's a very bittersweet ending but like i i generally think it's very good um what else uh i love the little character detail of the mug full of water <laughs> yeah um i thought that was a really simple but effective choice of like oh here's a it, let's illustrate how much uh tizzy's opened up to the reader i liked it i thought it was really cute um so yeah well, eh, eh, well anything eh, what else uh t- uh let's see yeah i don't know um what what do you think of this route? Anything else you want to add? Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's definitely yeah. my favorite route so far. Uh, like overall. Yeah. Okay, I think it's fair. Uh, I, it's very good. I can't I can't really remember future routes, so that 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 opinion might change in the future. But but of what we've covered, it's it's definitely my favorite so far. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I just think Tizius is a good character. Uh, she has things that she cares about she explains why she cares about them and she explains what she plans to do to change things uh Mm -hmm. and she she feels very integrated into the world of alternia like i believe that tizius exists on alternia i agree i i i think that like yeah tizius is like a really good um she really feels like she's part of a like a world yeah uh like it's it's very effective um and is just a good like believable character yeah. she's good um yeah uh i i i cannot disagree i would i would probably agree this is like one of the better ones so far if not one of like the best probably top 5 um if not top 3 let's see uh yeah um and our last one uh, Chixie. Uh, Roymir. Uh, she's got a last name that comes up. Uh, but I don't know how they're supposed to pronounce it. Yeah, Roymir. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think this is the funniest early bad end so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I. I. So this so is the early bad end on this one. Uh. The the setup like the very early one is uh like she, she uh she's out in the back alley that you're just hanging out in because that's kind of how you roll. Uh. You're you're just kind of that you're 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 the popular loner 
Um, but uh, you're you're hanging out in the back alley, and you see uh, her come out of this uh, come out of the uh, back of this club. Um, she's kind of doing her weird little singing, chirping, weird troll noises. Um, a lot of people appear to a lot of people around in public do not appear to be into it. Um, and uh, somebody kicks out the doorstop that behind her, and you can choose either to stop the door uh, so that she can get back in, or to just stand there like an asshole. And if you do the nice thing, then she just goes back into the building and uh, the the route ends. It's so good. It, it, it's a really good bad end. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, Chixie's route. Um, the commentary in this one is so subtle. Uh, it's really good. This is a really good one. Um, so, Chixie, uh, is a, she appears to be, uh, some kind of, uh, vocal perform, uh, performer, uh, for this club. Um, you, the, the, when you do the correct choice for the longer route, uh, which is to be an asshole and just let her get locked out, uh, you get to know her, uh, and she, she brings you inside, she's like, oh, hey, uh, I, I guess you must be a fan. Um, she offers to, uh, like, sign stuff for you, uh, and so she brings you in, uh, through the front, um, and you quickly kind of get to learn what her situation is, or, like, what, what her deal is. Yeah. Um, Chixie appears to be, uh, dealing with some good old-fashioned, uh, prejudice. Um, I think it's, it, it took me a little bit, uh, by surprise how, um, given how, like, a lot of the uh, like, I think we can agree that sometimes the the blood color thing feels like a bit of a mixed metaphor. Yeah. Um, it took me a little bit by surprise how straight, like straightforwardly it, here, it's it just seems to be like she is experiencing racism. Uh, it is hard for her to get ahead because she is a a, a low blood. Um. So yeah. Uh. This is this is a problem for her. And we learned that it is not it is the not the uh her only problem uh when we meet the owner of this club she's performing at, who is none other than our good friend Zebra. Well um He's he's not the owner when we meet him, that's only in the bad end. He becomes he becomes the owner very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh I was I was just looking for a good tradition. Um but yeah, uh yeah, so you, you Zebra is here. Uh, appears to be a patron of hers, um, who she puts up with for the sake of his resources. Uh, it's a very um, it, the the it, it's a very like straightforward uh kind of situation. Like you it, you get thrust into it. Uh, you're suddenly between the two of them, and it's a very it's something like a very like oh shit okay this is what's going on moment. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, Zebra is being Zebra, um, and being his weird, exploitative, uh, self while pretending to just have all the interests of the low bloods, etc. Um, and so, you've, you've just learned that, uh, when you run into Zebra, you've just learned that Chixie has been taken off the lineup for tonight in favor of a band, uh, headed by Highblood, I believe? Yeah. Um, a high blood drummer. And yes. She's very upset about this. And so when you run into Zebra, uh, the option of either telling him uh, what happened, which is what spurs him to buy the club and then 
uh, the bad ending is that he now owns her. She, he now has a monopoly in her only venue, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, but the other, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself on this one. My God. <laughs> um, if you don't, uh, if you don't let Zebra know, then you go to see the bands replace her. Um, and you realize that not only have they stolen her time slot, they've stolen the song that they are playing. It is her song that she composed. So the, this point, the uh, difference between the good and the bad end is you can either encourage her to do something. Uh, or you can be like, all right, let's just go get hammered. Um, if you just if you choose the latter, then that's what you go and do. Uh, you go and get wasted on Fago uh, with Chixie, and you just kind of wallow in in your misery about it. Um, it's the most like uh, I don't not not the probably not the most, but uh, considering that most of these bad ends end with like you either being murdered or just uh on awful terms or harming them in some horrible way or being murdered by yeah. them it's it's I very mean, neutral the 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 thing about the the get wasted ending is that it's technically considered a good ending yeah it's like because you get an achievement for it and you only get achievements for good endings yeah it, it's like the bad ending but it's not it's weird uh, I mean, like, yeah. like even on the wiki, it was like this is the only route that has two good endings. Yeah, we're we're definitely starting to feel some of that gumminess that was implied earlier with like, oh, we referenced the bad ending. Um, yeah, like it happened. But yeah, the good ending on the 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 active ending on the other hand um, has when you you can you encourage her to do something about it. Uh, she comes, she, she leaves and comes back with a mic and a mask and challenges, uh, the band to a rap battle, um, and destroys them. Uh, and then you, you share this moment afterwards where, like, you, you run away because you're like, oh shit, uh, she's like, oh shit, I just, uh, told a, uh, I just told a high blood to choke on my bulge. Uh, that's probably gonna get me killed. Um... And uh, you run into a fan who's like, hey, no worries, I'm chill, uh, that was awesome. And uh, you kind of end on this note of like, damn, that was fucking crazy. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty fun. It's a wild route. Um, and there's a lot of details that are like, uh, like I said, uh, the commentary is not particularly subtle on this one. Yeah. Um, the, I, I, I bef- okay, so there are a couple of like, the thing here is that like uh Trixie's a rapper and the um the high bloods are like there's like a she mentions like uh when the band like steals her music it's a very it's like she's she has like a very pointed comment about like um if you're a low blood you're not taken seriously but if you're you gotta like uh have your act really together but if you're a high blood you can just do whatever you want and people will eat it up um so that like that reads to me, like, very plainly as, like, commentary on, uh, like, white people getting into rap and, like, being able to do anything and be taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, black people have a lot harder time, like, up- appeasing the masses. Yeah. Uh, the white masses, I suppose, specifically. But, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty plain and out there. The other funny detail about this, uh, the thing that made me actually laugh out loud is the part where it implies that Zebra is also like this, is also like Alternia's, like, Anthony Fantano. I, I was gonna do that joke. Come on. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it's there. It's there. I, I I was gonna say, who would you rather have review your music, Anthony Fantano or Zebra? <laughs> Probably Anthony Fantano. Um, uh, I, I, cause that would mean that Zebra would be real. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but yeah, like it's um, yeah. There's a lot of commentary in here about like the that's like the, the, the it's very that reads like really like the music industry like with. Zebra, it's mentioned that Zebra is like a reviewer. Um, like, I don't know if he's supposed to specifically be Fantano because I don't, I, I feel like, uh, weighing, like, levying Zebra at a real person is a pretty hefty comparison to make. Somebody's got to tell Fantano about this quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there's, there's some comments there on, like, um, how, uh, as, like, a review blogger, vlogger, like, a lot of the music world is filtered through Zebra, and so uh, Chixie has to keep on his good side. Um, yeah, the, the the whole dynamic of, like, uh, when she's, like, making faces at you when she's talking to him um, is, like, uh, I, I, it really creates, like, a, 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 a palpable dynamic in that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this route. Uh, I think it's, I think it's very good. Um, Seeing Zebra again is funny, uh, and it felt like a, you know, like a, a natural fit uh, to, to be put in this role as well. Um, let's see. Yeah, and, and Trixie's cool. Um, I, I, I like her a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, this is, like, an, and also, like, the continuing the general theme of, like, art theft, uh, like, it brings up Surava as well. Uh, like, I was mentioning with, uh, Ramil, I think it's interesting how, like, the concept of art theft has really only been, like, when it's brought up, um, ver- like, it, there's really, uh, it, it feels like it's been trying to call attention to, like, how it affects people of different social status, because, uh, when we have, like, Chixie or Surava who are in, like, the like the bottom uh strata of of blood colors. Yeah. Uh like it's kind of a central thing that's brought up um as like they suffer from it uh like they really are like they don't really have any recourse for it. Um the power structures favor the people who are stealing from them. Uh whereas with Ramil it's like a very she she's she has like a very uh cavalier attitude about it. Um I don't know if it's specifically like if it's supposed to explicitly be like she gets to care about it, le- like she has the privilege of caring about it less. But I think it's interesting that um, it 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 is a pervasive theme, uh, and it's per- the way it's portrayed uh, in uh, with the different characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. You have any? What What do you think about uh this this volume this route? Um. um in the ad, that was good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Zebra was there. Yeah, he he's he's there. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I didn't have many like standout feelings about this one because, like, mm-hmm. like like you said, it really is just she experiences racism mm-hmm. and. Not, not to knock on like stories that are about racism 
It's just that a lot of troll stuff is about that. So it it didn't really yeah. feel stand out to me. Like I like Chixie. It's just like the mm-hmm. not it felt like not much happened. That's fair. Um Yeah, I I think it's a it's a little strange sometimes how yeah like the whole thing with her just like it, the 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 prejudice in this in this volume is like kind of just like straight up no questions asked like uh bless things are harder for her and she's expected to like like she more is expected of her um for less yeah uh because she's a low blood yeah which is like not really the kind of uh prejudice that we have seen before like i don't know like it it just kind of seems like um the, the all of the uh like racism against low bloods has kind of manifested really comically uh before a lot of time yeah. like and by comically i don't mean like funniness but like it's absurd like the level of violence like um the it, it is like already the dial is already at eleven. Like their their houses are already being like firebombed, yeah, yeah. uh, constantly. Like the neighborhood's already being bombed. Um, so like the introduction, I think of like the day to day racism is. It, it, it I guess that's what makes it feel a little bit stand out to me. It feels like that like that um, is not something that we've seen a ton of Alternia, and like I don't know if it necessarily needs to be there, but it definitely felt stand out to me so yeah yeah it's there i guess okay um but yeah uh, i guess shout out to to chixie um so uh fun, yeah fun fact I, w- okay. I was looking around and apparently the 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 random troll in the alleyway who like shows up at the end of chixie's route oh uh is theorized to be Damic because he is described as a troll who is in a hoodie and sunglasses and is a music enthusiast. And if we if we take a good look at Damic, he wears a hoodie and sunglasses, and also he's in a band called The Grubbles. I mean, I feel like wearing a hoodie and sunglasses. And yeah, like that could be anybody. Enthusiast. That could be anybody, yeah. but. Uh, it's apparently also writing. It's it's apparently notable enough to to be preserved on the MSPA wiki. So okay, uh, I I guess Damic was there. Um, cool. I guess. Uh, I suppose my confidence has gone down a little bit given what we know about Damic's personal uh integrity. Yeah. Um, but uh, cool. I suppose he's there. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's our, that's our lineup for today. Um, I would say these were generally, uh, all really good. Yeah, I can get behind Um, that. No, uh, well, complaints, but, uh, nothing, nothing I would, I I would, I would give all these a thumbs up. Um, I really liked, I liked... That we are that like reincorporating our previous characters just kind of like ex- to be expected at this point. Yeah. Um. It it feels more uh fleshed out for sure now that like we have a basis and we're kind of self sufficient. Yeah. Um. And I think the other part of that that really is is 
like that works in his favor is that the callbacks to Homestuck proper no longer feel like crutches as much. Yeah. Um. It. it w- w- the the word alternia is starting to to operate. Um. And I'm I'm really starting to like it. Uh. Not flawlessly, but the world is coming together. The, um. Having a really good time. The real question is, where's all the cringe characters? Where are the cringe characters? Where, we better have some. We better have some cringe characters lined up. Man, I uh, I sure hope we don't have to encounter an an anime fanboy character next round ne- next episode. That that that, that could be <laughs> that'd be really that could, unfortunate. That, yeah, that could be a little bit rough. Um, so you're gonna tell me what we're gonna read next week, and uh, it's not gonna include that, right? Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Right. Um. Uh. All right. Next episode. Let me tell you, we're gonna read volumes nine and ten. Yep. Uh, not only are we gonna cross the the halfway mark. <gasps> uh, but there's definitely gonna be four more characters that we have to deal with of of varying quality. Oh hell yes! Uh, you're gonna get to meet Z- Z- Zebedee. I think his name is pronounced. Kawaii Senpai? No. No. That's Tagiri. <laughs> Alright, uh, well... <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. We'll have fun. We'll have fun. The, the, um, the, the online stereotype roasting gets more fun the more proximity you have to the actual people in question, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. So, I expect we'll have some fun with this one. Alright. Um, I... I think that gives us a pretty nice natural jumping off point to wrap this one up. What do you say? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, in that case, uh, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. Uh, I'm Aiden. And I'm John. Uh, let's see. John, would you like to shout out our patrons? Yes. I would love to. Let's go. All right. Sorry, I had to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> um shout outs to the big nine Tezrat, Danny, Caffeine, Leo, Gareth F, Simon Martins, Corin, Ina E, and Darsh. Thank you for money. Thank you all so much for money. Um if you would like to join uh the illustrious ranks of our patrons uh and have uh and, and get, get that wonderful shout out from John. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash hpcast uh, and give us money. Uh, we've, we've got some perks. You can get episodes a little bit early. Um, normally, they're out on Saturdays uh, when we're not feeling lazy uh, for our patrons. So sorry about this one, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm always, we're always learning and growing and doing better. Um, so yeah, uh, we've... Theoretically, we have bonus episodes. Um, those will resume at some point in the future uh, once my life is less stressful. Um, but we have a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, I think. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you can go down to Patreon.com to HPCast. Check us out. Uh, and give us, a, give us a couple bucks for the road. Uh, fuck it. Uh, spend, spend your weekends with us instead of your Mondays. They're so much nicer. Um, what else? Uh, beyond that. I would also like to extend a huge shout out to all of our listeners in general, patrons or not. Um, you guys uh, make it all worth it. Uh, I seriously uh, never going to get tired of saying it, but 
means a lot anybody is here for the journey um having a lot of fun so far and i it, it it's great that anybody is is out here have, enjoying it with us uh love you guys seriously awesome stuff um if you'd like to join our community you can go to our uh discord that is linked in our twitter profile uh check it out it's we, we've been getting some more people on board recently and it's getting a little bit more active not quite there yet Hell but yeah. you know if you want to you want to come down and make the dream happen come and come down and have a chat uh, we'd love to hear uh, your Sounds of the Lamb theories. I think that, was I, that was my hope today. Um, and our third shout-out uh, to our editor and artist, Alex. Um, makes everything we do possible. Uh, literally. Uh, actually does all of the work. Um, we love him. He's the greatest. Everybody say thank you, Alex. Uh, shout-out. Uh, awesome stuff. And with that, uh, I believe we will leave you uh, and... We'll see you again uh, next episode with volumes 9 and 10 of High Swap Friendship. Uh, see you around, guys. See you.